Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode four of So Chat with Kat. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the best interfacings for garments because there's some really good stuff out there. You just need to separate the good from the not so good. All right, about 40 years ago when I first started sewing a lot of garments, most of what I sewed were wovens because the knits back then were not the quality of the knits that you have today. Today's knits are just really awesome to work with. All right, so when you sew with wovens, I sewed a lot of blouses back then, pants, blazers. There's a lot of areas in a garment that need structure. For example, your collars, your sleeve cuffs, plackets down the front of a blouse or a coat where you have buttonholes and snaps. Maybe you have eyelets. So you need to interface those areas and what interfacing does is it gives structure and body and support to specific areas of a garment. When I used interfacing back in the day, I used Pellin interfacing and this was purchased by the yard. I do not remember any instructions ever coming with Pellin. But, you know, hey, as a teenager, I thought this is not rocket science. You just cut out the piece of pellin to match your fashion fabric and just press it on. Well, yes and no. There are a couple tips that I wasn't getting. And we didn't have the internet back then. We didn't have cell phones or computers. So it's not like I could just Google, how do you apply this particular interfacing and look at 10 different ways that people did and pick something that was acceptable. I just went with what I thought was right and... The results that I got from the Pelham back then was spotty at best. And I think this is why today I never, ever will use Pelham ever again in my garments because it's like when you eat something and you get sick and you never want to eat that food again. That's how I feel with Pelham because of all the, the issues that I had with it back when I first started sewing. And when you fast forward to today, this is the modern era of interfacings, you have so many different types of interfacings now. And I think people like me who have always sewn garments, that we snub our noses at using pellen. We're like, oh, you know, mention the word pellen. It's like, no, no. And and I still think that way. Like I said, it's, it's not right or wrong. And to be quite fair to the company, I'm sure they've come a long way in the past 40 years. But I just will not go back to using it. Now, pellen itself is a great interface to use for craft projects. I know quilters use pellen with great success. Embroiderers do as well. So I'm not bashing the brand, but I go from my own experiences. And as a garment sewer, I want a very premium, high quality interfacing because it matters. And I'm going to tell you why. Not only were the interfacings back when I first started sewing, they were like paper and they kind of were stiff. They, they weren't flexible like a lot of the interfacings today. And also some of these knit, uh, Uh, These knit interfacings have stretch in them too. So if you have to interface a knit garment, it's going to have that stretch built into the interfacing to really give you a great garment and it will fit the way it was intended to fit. So the interfacings today feel more like fabric, but they still give that body and support to the garment. Now what used to happen to me is, and a lot of people don't realize this, is that some interfacings need to be pre-shrunk. If you don't pre-shrink your interfacings, I'll tell you what's going to happen. And I remember way back when I made this beautiful red Butterick, oh no, it was a McCall's blouse and I was in high school 
and I spent a lot of time making this blouse. It had a hidden buttonhole placket on the front, puffy sleeves, high collar. I'm aging myself here. It was a Brooke Shields pattern. <laughs> so, but anyway, I had to interface the collar and the sleeves and also the placket. When I, I, I had a beautiful placket and I applied the interfacing the way I thought it should be applied. When I went to wash and dry that garment, and I'm sure my mother was washed it back then, and she just, you know, she threw everything in the dryer. When it came out of the dryer, it there was bubbling on the sleeve cuffs and also the collar, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought I'll just get my iron out, I'll press it out. It doesn't work. You can't just press out those bubbles because what happened was my interfacing was shrinking away from the fabric itself and it looked all mottled and it looked terrible so even though if I took it out I could iron it and make it look a little better but I never completely got out those bubbles and they would only return every time the garment was washed and dry and I had that happen to me quite a number of times and it really it was very frustrating to me so now let's fast forward you know, <laughs> to 2021. And this is the modern era of interfacings. We have a lot more choices and people like me, like I said, we snub our noses at Palin. Um, the premium interfacings today, there is a trade-off on these interfacings because with high quality, you always have a higher price. And I like to tell people you can bulk now and buy the premium interfacings and pay more money or you can cry and pay with your emotions later when something happens in your garment doesn't look the way you like it to because a top quality interfacing will only enhance the finished look of your garment. So you need to decide because it is a premium interfacing, the ones that I'm going to go over today, you need to decide where and when to use these interfacings. You might still want to use a little pellon on a cheaper garment. Maybe a garment, maybe you got some fabric at Walmart and you're putting like six or seven dollars into this garment. Well, if you want to use pellon on that, go right ahead. But if you are sewing something like a coat or a jacket or a blazer, this is where you want to use that high quality premium product. So where do I go to buy my interfacing? I go to two places. Now, probably the easier to understand is going to be my first one, and I will explain why. Palmer Pletch. Palmer Pletch is a great place to buy a very high-quality interfacing, and they reduce it to four different types. They have the Palmer Pletch Perfect Fuse Sheer, Perfect Fuse Light, Perfect Fuse Medium, and Perfect Fuse Tailor. They will say on the covers of their interfacing, what that interfacing is to be used for. So for example, let's say I go and look at a Perfect Fuse shear. I'm looking at the cover and it says that the shear is ideal for silky blouse weights and cotton shirtings as well as knits. It says it's perfect for lightweight fabrics like polyesters, silks, cotton, stretch wovens, and rayons. And it says the texture is fine and smooth enough to use with whites and shears. So that's perfect. You have to worry about that show through sometimes with interfacings. You can also use it to stabilize biased neck facings and add body to zippers and fine fabric. And it comes in two colors. And it also shows you on the front of the packet where 
you use this particular interfacing, like they say front facings on shirts, the uh, a cuff, the upper collar, um, V front facings on your shirts. And they do this for every type of interfacing that they sell. But since they've reduced it down to four, it takes a lot of guesswork out of it. And I always tell people, don't be like, when you go to buy interfacing, read the package and go with it. Just order it. What's the worst that can happen? Maybe it'll be, I have a little slightly more structure than you want, but this, these are really good quality interfacings. They perform well. I always personally have Perfect Fuse Sheer and Perfect Fuse Light in my stash of interfacings because if I am, an, am unsure on what to use, maybe I'm like, well, maybe light is a little too heavy. Maybe I should go with the sheer. Here's the beauty of it. Use one layer of sheer. If you feel you need to add a second layer of sheer, then go ahead and do it. You can double up on your interfacing. There's nothing wrong with that. And then maybe next time you'll think to yourself, well, last time I used two layers of sheer. Maybe this time I'll try one uh, layer of Perfect Fuse Light. If you have ever done embroidery, you will know what I mean when I say there are so many different types of embroidery stabilizers out there. And you could have two people use two totally different types of stabilizers and yet both get a great stitch out. And it's kind of like that. You have to read, buy, and use. And don't be worried that it's not going to work out because with these premium interfacings, it probably is. So definitely check out that website. Read the specifics on each one. Now, Palmer Pletch also has some other stabilizing products. They have liquid stabilizer. Think Terial Magic if you work with cutting machines or if you're a quilter. They also have specialty one-inch non-roll waistband interfacing for pants and skirts. And this is pre-cut for you, so you don't have to cut one inch. So that's really very, uh, very handy to have that in your sewing room as well. Um, I've been using the Palmer Pletch ones for probably about 15 years and I've always had great success for them. They are very high quality interfacing and they're perfect for most of what you're going to sew as a garment sewer. So definitely go to palmerpletch.com and check it out. Okay, so now let me just turn my page here. Uh, the second place I would go to is fashionsewingsupply.com. You need to visit this company. I was introduced to it about 10 years ago. Their interfacing is so good. It is an extremely high quality interfacing. It definitely has the edge, in my opinion, over Palmer Pletch, although Palmer Pletch is a, is a great interfacing too. And the interfacing on Fashion Sewing Supply is advertised as professional grade. And here's, here's what I love. It says from their website, and this is a quote, our no shrink interfacing is made from woven or knit fabric, not the papery stuff. It is real fabric that has been specially milled and modified to make interfacing. When you buy interfacing, you need to know if it has been pre-shrunk because if it is not pre-shrunk, you will have to pre-shrink it. It's not hard, but it is an extra step and it takes a little time. If you wanna know how I personally pre-shrink my interfacing, what I do is when I get it, I immediately take the interfacing out of the package, the whole piece, whether it's three yards, whatever, and I put it into a tub that fits into my sink. I fill that tub up with hot water, hot enough that my hands can stand, not boiling, just really hot. And then take the yardage, put it in the tub, and just move it around gently with your hands. Get everything wet, get everything hot, take it out, 
wring out the interfacing of the excess water, and then take that to your bathroom and hang it over the rod in your shower and let it dry completely. When it's dry completely, you're just going to fold it up, put it away, and then you can pull that out whenever you want. Getting back to Palmer Pletch, the Perfect Fuse Light and Perfect Fuse Sheer are already pre-shrunk. The Perfect Fuse Medium and the Perfect Fuse Tailor, you need to read the instructions on that because they are not pre-shrunk. Now, one of them says you don't need to pre-shrink it if you plan on taking your garment to the dry cleaner. But if you plan on washing it, you had better pre-shrink that interfacing. Very important. At Fashion Sewing Supply, virtually all their interfacings are always pre-shrunk, so you never have to worry about it. Always read the package because things can change. But they're saying that all their interfacings are already pre-shrunk, so it takes that hassle out for you. Now, some of their interfacings, I read the Palmer Pletch ones to you. So here are some. The Pro Sheer Elegance Couture Fusible Interfacing. It's the ultimate light and soft woven fusible interfacing. They have the mid-weight version of their popular Pro Sheer Elegance Light. They have their Pro Wozen Fusible Light Crisp. They have, let me turn my page here because I wrote down several that I would consider buying. They have Pro Weft Supreme Medium Weight Fusible Weft Interfacing. But they get even more detailed on their website than Palmer Pletch. So for example, if I look at what their mid-weight, their mid-weight version of their Pro Sheer Elegance Light Interfacing, it says that it is totally stable lengthwise with some minor mechanical crosswise stretch. It can be fused at lower temperatures and is washable after fusing to fabric. And like all our other interfacings, it does not shrink. No pretreatment needed. They're giving you specifics there, but then they go down in another paragraph, and this is what I love about it. They get so specific. They say this wonderfully flexible but stable interfacing was made for light to medium woven fabrics like corduroy, or cottons, rayons, linens, denim, flannel, sateen, corduroy, stretch wovens, and woven polyesters. This is the interfacing to use when you want to add mid-weight flexible body to your collars, cuffs, and other places in your garment that need interfacing. It is the perfect underlining. They mentioned underlining. It is the perfect underlining when making tailored jackets and blazers from fabrics like linen, silks, and cotton twill, and is the perfect choice for casual shirt styles like camp shirts and aloha shirts. That is awesome. They have gotten so specific. There's really no guesswork in what interfacing to use. So definitely check out Fashion Sewing Supply. You can't go wrong. Just read the instructions. Pick what you think is best. You might want to get two different types of interfacings if you're hedging between both of them because eventually you will use all of that interfacing. When you get your interfacing home, like I said, first thing you want to do is pre-shrink it. After you pre-shrink it, you put it away. When you need to cut your interfacing, pull it out. I like to always cut my interfacing a little bit smaller than the... um, than the, the garment or the pattern piece that I'm cutting out. Because when you go to lay your fabric of your garment down with the wrong side up, and then you put your fusible interfacing on the pattern piece that you're trying to adhere it to, you want it to be slightly smaller than the fashion fabric. Because if it hangs over, you're going to get that adhesive on your ironing board 
Now, how many of us have really sad looking ironing boards? boards? I do, and I'm making a new cover for mine. And um, because they just get to the point where they look really horrible from water stains and, and adhesives and things like that. So um, cut it a little bit smaller so you don't have to deal with the adhesive issue. Also, if you are cutting out your interfacing, make sure you use a rotary cutter, a very very sharp rotary blade in your rotary cutter because there is nothing worse like we talk about using dull scissors and dull rotary cutter blades on like cotton fabrics and in our knits there's nothing worse than using a dull blade on an interfacing trust me on that when you go to cut it out and you will see what i mean (laughs) so um rotary cutter and a rotary mat is definitely a must all right now when you go to adhere the fusible to the fabric. You wanna use your iron in up and down pressing motion. Fusing the, the interfacing to the fabric is not done like ironing. Ironing is putting your iron down and you go from side to side without really lifting up your iron. That's not how you fuse something. It's an up and down pressing motion and if you read the instructions, it will tell you how long you have to press down before you lift up and you keep moving your iron around by pressing down. After you're finished adhering the interfacing to the fashion fabric, you need to wait until the piece cools before moving it. Now sometimes we don't have that luxury, but whenever possible, wait for that piece to cool before picking it up and using it. And let's see, I'm just looking at anything else. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Oh, I forgot to mention on both Palmer Pletch and Fashion Sewing Supply, they sell swatches, like a swatch packet that you can buy. And I know Fashion Sewing Supply, I think I, I think it was just under $10, $9.99, and they sell you nine different types of their premium interfacing, which is great because then you always have that available to feel and look at, go back to their website, and... And you know what? I have some some interfacing from Fashion Sewing Supply in my cabinet right now. And they put the sticker on it too. So it's it's very common for me to buy an interfacing and put it away. And then I forget exactly what I bought. I always leave that sticker on. And that way I always know what type of interfacing it is. That's another thing I want to talk about. But when you get the swatch kit, you get all those interfacings. And you can buy one of Palmer Pletch too. So you always can touch and feel and try to determine which interfacing is right for uh, your particular garment. All right, so you guys, I think I pretty much covered everything. Um, And oh, I did wanna say that when you are pressing the, um, using your iron to adhere the interfacing to the fabric, you might wanna consider using a press cloth as well. A press cloth is a piece of cotton fabric. I like to use 100% cotton sheets, old cotton sheets that I've cut up and cut it in like a 12 by 12 and maybe a 12 by 24 inch size. And if you're ever worried about some goop getting on your iron from an interfacing, that's gonna protect your iron because the more you use interfacing, you're probably gonna get stuff on your ironing board it's just the way it goes and stuff on your iron so press cloth can really help keep at least your iron safe from the goo from the adhesive goo that can gunk up on there all right so in conclusion i want you to know that interfacing matters it's going to give you the structure support and body 
for the fashion fabric that you are adhering it to. There's no right or wrongs. So do not get analysis paralysis. Just use the website guidelines when you go to these two places, Palmer Pletch and Fashion Sewing Supply. Um, a lot of the information is right there on the website. And over time, you're probably going to gravitate to about two or three types of interfacings that you use on a regular basis. And that's what you want to stock up on. And always like sign up for their emails because you can get sales. And when they have sales, hey, that's the right time. If the interfacing you love is on sale, go ahead and buy it. All right. So research your interfacings and use the right stuff. Use the good stuff so that your garments will look beautiful for many years to come. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. I hope I gave you two places that you can look at for getting great quality interfacing. Please remember to subscribe to Cyber Sewing School on YouTube as well as joining my Facebook group, Cyber Sewing School. All right, until our next podcast, let's get sewing and you get started researching your interfacings for your next project. All right, you guys, thanks.